Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows for the heroes. I'm James Dorrington, but you can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. I'm James Baker, I'm a newcomer, and this week we watch Comrade Zero One, episodes 31 and 32. And... Shin. Would you build a house entirely out of straw? Would you build a four-bedroom massive tower that's all vertical and five feet by five feet? I wouldn't. What are you referring to? I've been watching Grand Designs, and that is the most important thing about my week. Is that on Netflix? How you do it, James? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. I think I, I think I saw that. I'm surprised I haven't checked it out either. For some reason, I'm always drawn to shows like that. It's very like sedate compared to like uh, we also watch. Quibi, and that has a show that's called um, Haunted, sort of like Murder House Flip, that's like really Americanized, like people screaming and being like very like extra, like versus like for Grand Designs, like this like very British shows that that's just like going towards people building their houses, the weird things that they're doing, like I'm converting like an old clock tower into like a five bedroom house kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a weird little show that um, the most like recent one we watched was this guy was making a house out of cob which is like straw and clay basically and then it took him five years and they came back for like a second episode and he had like a different family so is this like a uh one of those shows when they're like building a custom house for someone or trying to sell somebody house or are these like already built in houses and someone's living in it? they're people who are building their own houses but it's all like weird stuff like we have this planted hill and we have to build on it. Oh, I'm definitely going to check in for, for a couple episodes. That sounds interesting. Like one of the first ones, this guy that buys a castle, but it's like um, not a real castle. It's a medieval folly, which is basically just like a fake castle that somebody put up in the 1800s to like make it seem like there are ruins nearby to make their property seem more valuable. <laughs> but no, James, uh, what have you been looking at this week? Uh, actually, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake. I think I'm close to only having like two chapters left, which is pretty a bummer because the DLC isn't out yet. I'm still not sure why they didn't release the whole game at once, <laughs> but <laughs> that's a different story or another topic. But um, this week I've been watching, I mean, do you have Hulu? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh my God. Have you seen Devs yet? No, I've been hearing about it a little bit. Bro. Oh my God. That is an amazing show. And I mean, I'm not sure if like the TV shows that are out right now or if anything got pushed back completely out of 2020, but this has to be the best show of 2020 so far. Like, I mean, Alex Garden, I'm pretty sure you guys know him from uh, Annihilation and uh, Ex Machina. So it's mm-hmm. like that vibe, but it's more like a uh, uh, the show Mr. Robot. It has that kind of element to it too. So it's, it's intense. Um, it's like... Oh my god, it's so good. I don't really really want to talk about it with without spoiling a thing. But if you're into like determinism and free will and uh all that kind of stuff, this is right up your lane. You should definitely check it out. I think I finished it in like two or three days, but it's only up eight episodes. You can finish it in one day if you want to. 
but uh, I highly recommend Devs on Hulu. With that name, at first I thought it was like a bad comedy that was like the Big Bang Theory, but they like made apps or something. So like it's like <laughs> very interesting to see and hear more about what it actually is. I haven't gotten around to it, but like uh, like I kind of have lots of shows where I'm like I should probably like start watching like The Expanse again, that kind of stuff. Cause like if it, that's one like where I've heard just enough from. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I checked in for one episode, like when it first came out, like when it was weekly. But uh, once the whole library was available, I was like, let me check it out. And the first episode, I wasn't really into it. So I like I think I stopped it like halfway, but then I restarted it when I got back into it. And I regret it not starting it sooner. But I had an opportunity opportunity to binge it. So that was a really good way to uh, digest it. But I'm the exact same way. I remember you said you're watching Expanse. So you took a break. Yeah, I watched uh, the first three seasons in like about like a month and then like the fourth season came out and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait like three or four months. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I think I said on the pod that I started uh, Legends of uh, Galactic Heroes. Uh, it's like an old school anime. Uh, yeah. The episode list is like 110. I'm at 40 right now and I wouldn't say I'm getting bored with it, but you know, I sometimes just got to take a break and come back to it to appreciate it. And also, like, I think with, like, uh, shows that people, like, trumpet as, like, classics that, like, you must see, that doesn't mean anything about, like, the tone or, like, the actual, <laughs> like, the show itself. Because, like, that's a weird show to watch about context. Like, it's almost like how, like, a lot of people will, like, watch, like, Ava and be like, wait, wait, I knew I had to watch this. I didn't know why or what it was about Exactly. That is exactly what it's like. Um, For me, I'm not really huge into, like, um the politics politics that go into like you know governing like a country or anything like that this is the wrong show for you this is like really in depth so it's very eye-opening to see like the tactics that go behind the scenes and stuff like that so i can see why this is considered one of the classics and one of the best of all time but uh you know i like to watch my anime at you know like 2 3 a.m and yeah this is this probably isn't an ideal time to you know, watch, I wouldn't say it's like educational, but it's kind of like educating you on like what goes behind, you know, like, you know, flank from this side, um, you know, sacrifice this planet for this and that. But um, I've been enjoying it. Um, the first 25 episodes were fucking amazing. Um, after that, it kind of like took like a little slump. So I'm ready for it to pick back up, but I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, it's there's just a weird thing, too, where sometimes like you don't know because like a lot of people like say you should watch like this anime and mean like it's crazy which is very <laughs> much like not the case here yeah it's a i uh watched like the first 40 episodes of like hajime no ippo which is like a boxing anime and it was amazing but then it was also like fuck there's like 200 more episodes of this. yeah and like a 1200 ep- i was going to check in for that too but i saw that episode list and i'm like just like one piece i'm like nah bro i know it's supposed to be like on everybody's list that's the anime head but that library is huge so i'd rather watch like one and done seasons first and then catch up on that later in life when i'm old and gray like the first like 12 episodes of like ippo is like really great perfect like it like deconstructs like a shonen anime and like getting stronger and like perfect a very like realistic thing but also it's just like fuck like know how sometimes like you'll check and be like oh this show is actually not that long if i take out the filler (laughs) <laughs> and then there's no filler in this yep. like quarter episode show. Mm-hmm. Like you can't skip from like episode seventy four to like episode like ninety two or whatever. Like you just have to like bear it. 
Yeah, that's the that's the thing that was uh that sold me on uh, Naruto. It was like you had all these episodes you could skip to get to like the filler or to the actual plot, the canon. But uh, the episode list is huge, but every episode isn't necessary. So I appreciate shows like that because if you do like filler, there's a ton of a lot of it. Yeah, and like I really uh, we come from a time that is lost now. I hopefully lost forever, but where there would just be like four years of filler while they did like a time skip. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You you know, the pain. Yeah. And that was just like, especially because like we were probably like seeing maybe like two years of like the new designs before they even became like fan sub, like in like Japan too. So it's like, Oh, like they grew up and they have like a cool sword now and like (laughs) stuff. Yeah. That's how they got me with a Baruto. Like I think like the first episode of Baruto, showed him as a an adult so i'm like oh this is gonna be fire yeah. and then like never referred to it like the the next 30 episodes so i dropped it but that's how they got yeah. me, just seeing that future design and trying to see like how did he get to that point in life but uh it was a good and people apparently love it too but i just can't nah bruto's not for me man. i can't do it sorry maybe i i've outgrown those kind of shows maybe like baruto <laughs> baruto shippuden <laughs> maybe if they drop yeah. something like that I'll check it out, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm good. And too, like I feel like it kind of like changed how like we see like shows too. Where like sometimes like you get people being like, "Oh, um, this feels like filler for like for like character moments that like aren't action because like they've just been like, oh, is this just like eight episodes that they brought in for no reason, or is this like actually like relevant?" Yeah, like and for example, like uh, my friend was just told me that the new, or I guess it's not new anymore. But the most recent DBZ game that came out, one of the missions was actually one of the filler episodes. So I'm like, this is what we're resorting to now? Like, since there's so many DBZ games out, you have to have, like, plot lines that were filler? Like, it's, it's insane. One thing I will say about, um, like, Comrade Zero One, though, is that it's only 52 episodes, four movies, probably seven spinoffs, one magazine special, one crossover movie, two crossover... Okay, so never mind. But, uh... <laughs> We should go on to come right to zero one. All right, we are back. This week, we continued our recap of Comrade Zero One of episode 31, Take Off Toward Your Dream, episode 32, My Pride, Runway Dream. Now, James, what do you think about... Um, our first new episode with a new opening, episode thirty-one. Um, I was really surprised to see the manga on the the manga artist return. Uh, th- I guess this is a trend that they're doing in th- these next few episodes, or even the the previous episodes. Um, I'm really enjoying it, seeing like some of the old human gear and uh, rem- reminding us of some of the old plot lines that were going on. But um, for the most part, I really enjoyed this. Uh, this was more of a coming of age episode. Um, Arudo is pretty much trying to uh, get J-Pen to reach his singularity and realize that he's not a tool, that he's more of a, I, I believe the term was like partner, but uh, that he has more to life than just to serve the manga artist, that he can actually, you know, express himself. And it was cool to see the manga artist do a complete 180 from w- when we saw him the last time. Yeah. Um, and have him actually appreciate J-Pen. So what do you think? His growth really stuck. Um, like for Ichizumi, uh, like to be like, oh, 
yeah, like I'm not trying to make him my assistant. Like I'm mostly drawing it myself. Like he's helping because he could draw super fast. But like I want him to like have his own thing and to find his own happiness. And like what I really like here is that the plot isn't just human gears are mostly outlawed and being hunted down. It's also like if everyone is acknowledging that they can become like full fledged like people and consciousnesses like there's like that conversation like my favorite part of the episode was there's like this one conversation between like um, Roby and Jin where like Roby's saying hey you can't just like take this person who doesn't have any aspirations or support system and say dream 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 or whatever you have to build like a support system for them. right there was some really good dialogue in this episode too man a lot of good dialogue that scene has like a a like cool moment uh, where they um while they're having the conversation in like the like foreground of the camera it's like a smashed vcr like a <laughs> landline telephone <laughs> just like just very funny and like being more obvious but like yeah like um it's like a cool that they're actually like thinking george r, r. martin has this like quote like where like he says um when i read return of the king there's this line that says and Aragorn was like a wise king and like he ruled for many years. And, he, and then like for like George R. Martin, he was like, well, what does that look like? And I like how like here saying, okay, you can become people. That doesn't mean that everybody should just like suddenly be like left alone to just live on their own, especially when like they have needs. Like there's that one moment where like G Pen's like, oh, my battery's depleted because I got left here to be free, you know? Mm-hmm. There's also good like small stuff here, like um the satellite Zia isn't working with Zaya and like just um more cool stuff of like Yua kind of like coming to bear with being uncertain about her place and like her actions too this episode. Yeah, I was surprised that she actually uh pretty much uh didn't do the orders guy gave her by destroying uh J Pen. She was actually uh, inspired by his actions, uh which is pretty cool. And uh like it keeps foreshadowing that she's gonna you know, reach singularity or not become a tool or not be a tool anymore. So that was some really good development as well. And this actor, Jay Penn, he, he really did a really good job. Like even like the little robot ticks he's doing. <laughs> I was like, this guy's great. I think it makes sense like to bring back like some of these like roles like that are like, are very much like, Hey, if becoming a person is dreams, what could this mean? Like it makes like, we're kind of in like a very transitional mode. Cause like, there's almost not a threat like the bad guys won, but also like have been jobbing out. Like how many times like have those two like battle raider dudes gotten their ass whooped so far in like two oh, episodes? Yeah. Seems like they never got a win so far. And like guy has like he's like <laughs> spending so much money on like getting like a new white suit after he gets like lit on fire every episode, you know? Yeah, and he finally smashed his chessboard. <laughs> uh he's He's on the. I'm like, you won. Why are you still stressed out about, you know, what's going on? But um, is he supposed to be getting another upgrade or is this is going to be Thouser for the rest of the episode? Uh, since we're recapping, normally I would check. But like since we're like we're recapping, I'm not like I've also heard that um, this year, like they've stopped doing stuff like giving out like physical copies of like their like catalogs and like plot stuff. So like it's harder to know. But probably hmm. there's going to be some more stuff because he can't be irrelevant like um last year for example like some asshole on twitter like um messaged the head writer for like last year's like series and said oh um what about this form and then the writer was like 
you're not supposed to know about that. How do you know about that? And they're like, oh, no, I'm actually referencing this 30-year-old show that had, like, the same name for a form. Uh, like, um, last year, people knew, like, the name of the um, Metal Cluster-like style, like, mid-series form before, the like, the show aired. And, like, it was it looking for spoilers, huh? <laughs> so, like, now it's more, like, locked up, and there's, like, a lot of, like, forums or, like, being better about it but also i think it's harder to find like after some people made it clear that they were like that's cool. asking the writer about plot points from 10 episodes in the future you know i like that it shows that they actually care about their you know uh show that they're putting out right now i like i don't think guy stays as the main threat without an upgrade because he's been getting his ass kicked and um like there's like some cool stuff here like like the um rapper for the episode is that Arito's trying to make like a new motto for like his new company and it's um leap towards like your dreams which is like a really like solid choice too yeah i liked it a lot i didn't realize how hard it was to come up with a motto for a company until i like tried to help him out in my head i'm like what would it be and then he came up with that i'm like oh, yeah i would never guess that watch human gears and do crimes maybe yeah yeah but no, uh, <laughs> awesome fight by the way yeah and like um i don't feel bad for guy but also just, like he's getting double teamed right there significantly like mm -hmm. when you get hit by more than one rider kick like you're done that's, that's the end for you yeah um also i don't know if i said it last part but i'll say it again jen is now the best character on the show for sure every time he shows up the show stops like he's a showstopper every time for jen or fua because it's like fua's doing a lot now too yeah i would say jen more like i feel like he's like in a gray area like he wants to help aruto but he knows that he should he his mission is sh he shouldn't help him so like ever since he re reached singularity i, I like his like storyline so far Hirobi's still like he needs like an update <laughs> he's like a complete robot and it seems like jen is in charge now but he doesn't want to be in charge he kind of wants to just like you know have Hirobi still be his father but uh yeah i'm, I'm enjoying jen's plot line so far yeah like uh for like Hirobi, it seems like he's still there for like the arc and like the bigger picture yeah, like, he was so much in the foreground in, the, like, the first half of the show. Now he's kind of like a side character. I don't know what happened. A lot of people got upgrades and, like, got, like, a lot of character development. Like, That's like, true. Well, he did not. But no, um, for me, it was a pretty solid episode, just, like, establishing what the company does, what the new point of the show is, and, like, what the stakes are. And, like, it's cool that they were able to say, hey, the bad guys won and have like a major shift in the show and like the resources that characters have while still like making it make sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Last thing we get to see not little assassin, but his dancer brother. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> come back at the end. That was a cool return too. I do not remember Chesta though. Chesta. And that's how you said. Yeah. She's the secretary that was with the vice president all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm wondering if like, that one human gear is going to be like using different personalities and like they're like mascot or sidekick or if that was just like a one-off gag but i don't know yeah it seemed, it seemed like it right yeah like i was like, turning sure. to this person turn into this one they're the one that got like that got like recovered from the dump i think so but yeah um let's look at episode 32 which uh, is uh my pride the runway uh which um so one thing to note and like in the notes is like a picture, but um, in these outfits, uh, the like um, for the girls walk campaign, 
the actor for Aruto and for Izu did actually like be part of that like fashion show like in real life. Oh, that's awesome. Which is like pre-corona, I guess. But like, you know, just this episode was like a collaboration with like an actual like fashion show, which is like a cool moment to think, oh, yeah, like it was just like a big deal. And like awesome re- reason to get uh, Izu in some sexy clothes, too. Man, she's a good this episode. Good model. Yeah. Uh, but um, so like the main thrust of this episode was um, with Naki and they are an interesting character because um, I guess they are part of Project Thouser too, which is like a backstory that we might look at for like Thouser before he first transforms and stuff. And like they're the one that's in Fua's head. And like this is like a lot about like them realizing that they're not a tool. You know, this episode. Mm hmm. I'm not sure how illegal human gears are supposed to be because there's death squads, but also the fact that they had a fashion show kind of makes me think that people don't like them, but they're not like outlawed, which is interesting, you know? Yeah, it was kind of like the last episode when J-Pen was walking around, the the lady was like overacting like, oh my God, it's a human gear. And then the next episode, you have this, you know, this model's agent saying we need her back and we need Delmo back. So it's kind of like, so are they like illegal or not illegal or is there like some kind of gray area? But uh, are they just like being hunted, but they're not <laughs> technically like illegal? Right. There's like lots of small things like now Fua is part of security for hidden manufacturing, which is cool because like in the last episode, for example, he just showed up for one scene in like a parking garage. So it makes sense maybe is it to give him a actual role to be around plot more often or to be like with other characters more often. Mm hmm. There's small stuff like for Aruto, it seems like um, he's not like rich, rich like he was when he had like hidden intelligence, but he's like, my family has lots of patents and like, I'm like personally like wealthy starting like a company rich. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, he has like a giant warehouse that he owns or something, but he's not like global power or whatever. What do you think of Delmo, like the human gear? And the- I will say a fashion model human gear has to be one of the least expected <laughs> human gears of the week. But I really enjoyed Delmo. Um, even though she could come off as like, you know, being kind of shallow and all about her, her looks, her message was really good whenever she mentioned that or whenever Aruta was like, why don't you hide your, your head module? And she's like, you know, being a model is all about being your true self, even though it came off like maybe like kind of shallow, but it was a really good message about, you know, uh, if you're going to be a human gear, don't try to hide it behind, you know, special effects and stuff. Yeah, and they, like, um, have done a very good job at having lots of different and, and like, interesting, like, human gears. And um, I found it weird how casually they just, like, brought up, oh, she must be singular, as if that's, like, a common thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, is this, like, everybody knows about this now, or what? Yeah, it's, like, a common <laughs> thing that happens all the time, like, everyone knows, and this red bottle has, like, own personality without going berserk. I like the whole like module thing that kind of felt like how um with check it out they like once in a while during that episode landed on something real but then like maybe didn't realize it like the fact that she'd say I like want like my modules to show instead of hiding them is like a very like feels like a real impulse for someone to have but also like I wasn't sure how much that was like written versus how much that was like experienced you know Mm-hmm. Last episode, the assault wolf key got stolen from Fua, and now 
Yua shows up and hacks him with it, and he's like attacking and like under control again because Naki and they have control now that the key is like changed or whatever. They hide in boxes, and there's like this like weird <laughs> scene. Yeah, I'll put that in my notes too. I'm like, of all the places to hide, they chose you know boxes, which will probably work for a human. But when you have like somebody inside of a rider suit, I mean, you know, there's tech in there that could probably spots you pretty easily so i thought that was pretty funny which is what happens yeah <laughs> and there's one scene where um the model delmo just stands up but she's still wearing the box <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure if they're trying to do like a play on models are dumb or i don't know where they're trying to go in there maybe i'm reading into it too much but i assume that's why they had them hide in boxes and you know do stuff like that then jid shows up and he steals fua and hooks him up and like he has this crazy helmet that just has like a a like old school like white like net gear like router like drilled to it. <laughs> um and he's like hacking in, be like, Docky, come out and like have your own body or whatever again. Yeah, and that was a cool scene. Just like, yeah. He's like, Oh, what are you doing? Pulls an axe somebody before you take him somewhere. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I like how like for all of Jin's abilities, um, he can't make people want to like live his definition of freedom, you know. Mm-hmm. From there, we get like to the model show where um, where Demo gets hurt after Fuwa gets hacked again by like Matsubo Jinro, who now they're trying to like rebuild their numbers and like come back and forth, which is probably about time. Like now is the time. <laughs> like you're being hunted down, and there's like no longer like public trust in like your fellow members of like your like species I guess but yeah um and from there we get some more fight scenes but also just um again the battle raiders they literally fire some shots and don't even transform and just like disappear from the fight yeah I don't see them getting any kind of upgrade so this I guess it is what it is but they're just they're just there to get beat up at this point just punching bags just give limits to how often Arto can use metal cluster. Be like, oh, because there's less human gears. I can't use it for as long or as often, so I have to use yeah. the form. Yeah, metal cl- cluster hopper is OP at this point, and blazing falcon is OP. Yeah, and maybe it's like, um, oh, I have to use my other forms because of the satellite being jammed. So I'm gonna fight them as my tiger form, and like it's like an even fight. Yeah, like kind of handicap them some kind of way. Because like we've seen like, um rising hopper a couple times but that's it for like his other forms for the like since like he's gotten like metal cluster really uh but yeah um and then we have naki just in like um it's a little annoying like to be a fan and like to see like the first like um i'm not sure if like uh the actor is non-binary but the role they just said they haven't gendered so that could be like a different thing but like it's like a pet peeve of mine like there's people that are like aware of that and still like not being like respectful like of but um they get like more i still think they haven't been really developed enough for me to super care about them but um it was cool to see the split fight where they work with fua to beat the shit out of guy one more time (laughs) yeah i know exactly what you mean like you feel like it would have had like a lot more impact if it was we knew a lot more about uh, Naki. Yeah, Naki's. They've been around maybe five in the background of a couple scenes, but this is maybe the most total time we've had. Yeah. Like, 
they take over, like Fu's body briefly uh, struggles, but then at the end they're like all buddy buddy. I don't really know. Uh but yeah, like one more time. Um the fight with Vulcan and Thouser is good though, because like there's just like really like sweet like shark based rider kick where like the sharks around his legs and like gnaws on like Thouser that looks cool. But also it's like how many times do we have to beat the shit out of the old man? Spongebob <laughs> beam. Yeah, and they're like unleashing new moves on him and doing combo moves. I'm like, wow, he's just like He's just over now. There's no chance for guy. You might have won hit hit an intelligence, but you're still getting your ass kicked no matter what. Like at this point, I almost like want him to get an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, even though I hate this guy, I feel like it uh raised the stakes a little bit right now. But uh I'm pretty sure it's coming. At least one more. But if they give Thouser an upgrade, would they have to give Arudo another upgrade? I think he's probably due for run either way. I think that um Vulcan's probably fine right now. Um, maybe somebody else gets an upgrade. There's like another figure, but like I think there's like a final form territory. But I'm not really sure right now what they're gonna do for their end game. Yeah. Um, I like seeing them on the runway and like the whole like scene of um for Delmo, he likes the crowd noise. Uh, so for Izu to like filter that in while she's like on the walkway and that kind of stuff, really good like, character building her and for like the importance of like human gears being back in society you know mm-hmm. and yeah um these two did feel like placeholder episodes took established stuff but also like they were very strong like even if maybe the personal stakes weren't too high without like a villain who could like take out the hero but like i like enjoyed these two what did you think yeah uh i wasn't as into episode 32 but uh delmo was a really good uh human gear so that kind of brought it up for me. And the Nike plot line was very interesting, but um, I really liked 31 a lot. 32 was okay for me. Yeah, from here, I think, like, we're probably going to get Metsubo Jinra back as, like, a threat. Like, what are you, like, expecting or, like, hoping for in, like, the coming plot for Zero One? Well, I, I forget which episode it was. I'm pretty... I know they said they need, like, their own network for, you know, human gears to connect to because humans will never let them reach their full potential. So, I... I could definitely see uh, Hirobi coming back to the forefront and uh, coming up with some kind of plot to, you know, start the, the rise of Messi Jinrai and maybe challenge uh, Guy into having to join forces with Aruto or something like that. That'd be interesting. At this point, I'm wondering if Guy is just going to, like, be his own factor and then, like, randomly die as <laughs> the adults are talking, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just kind of been getting his ass kicked for so long. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Did you have a chance to look at the uh, the preview for next episode? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it looks like you was back. Or at least back in her rider suit. I'm interested to see. Um, she been my favorite rider. And, like, it's, like, harsh because, like, she's just, like, an interesting character and, like, cool style and design. And partially because um, she's probably gotten more combined screen time as a rider. With like being the fifth or like fourth most used like rider on this show, like of like any other like female rider. So it's like cool to see her be back in her suit, you know? Yeah. And um to talk actually that uh for next time we have a like special guest to talk about um Hawaii and Shikaider, uh, which is a show from the seventies that was big, but in Hawaii was very big. Um that is Professor 
Jason Chun is uh, coming to be on with us, and I'm like very excited for that. Like, how about you, Jibs? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. And yeah, um, so from here, I'm thinking too that um, we should probably like look towards like with each release of the uh, of the show, which like should be in three volumes of like Blu-rays. There's one piece of this thing called Project Thouser, which is the backstory to Guy and Naki and like Metsubo Jinra. So soon we should look at uh, the first part of that, which just dropped, which is a like 15, 20 minute like backstory of the first part of the show kind of thing. And uh, we should also look soon because the uh, crossover movie did just come out as well. So like those are like two things in the near future, not next week, but like at some point, like we will be looking at. Yeah, there's gonna be some fun episodes. And just um, not sure when we're doing that movie, but um, it, it's a crossover with Comrade Zio. It's a big 20th anniversary um of like that modern era that just ended. It's a big time travel multiverse thing. As far as I know, you don't need to know like, anything about it to like enjoy the show, like the movie. But uh, it's its own thing. <laughs> but yeah. Uh so um. Where can they find you, James? We don't talk about Toku. You can find me on PopcoNet at, or you can find me at PopcoNet on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And guys, if you made it on the pod this long, you obviously like what you're hearing. So don't forget to subscribe, like, leave a review, and we'll definitely give you guys a shout out. And where can they find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Comrade at Comrade with me at ComradeWithMe.com. And send in emails to podcast at comradesme.com. And also, we are soliciting some ideas. Uh, we might be doing something soon in the fan art, like merch department. And um, oh, yeah. Um, and, and thanks to um, Berserk for our theme song, like Comrade Love Song. And what crimes could be committed today? Comrade Zero One. You, man, I'm just sucking at these. We, have, we might have to change up the trope. Uh, I've got one if you want to hear it. Yeah, please. Um, watch Common Rider and fuck the fashion police. <laughs> there we go. All right, bye guys. See you. Peace.